Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny will be the fifth installment in the Indiana Jones franchise. So we're going to go back like we did before with the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now we're going to look at Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Kalima! Ah, that's funny. Very funny. Not very funny. Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert! I just finished watching or re-watching Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Streaming currently now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Even though it came out as a sequel, this is actually a prequel to the original. This takes place a year before 1935. Again, directed by Steven Spielberg. Story by George Lucas, also produced by George Lucas. Returning as Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford, but now we have as the love interest, Pete Capshaw, who I believe met Steven Spielberg on this film, and then love romance happened there, whatever, and the guy married happens. And then you have the introduction of Kei Hu Kwan, we know him as uh, from the Goonies, everything, everywhere, all at once. He made his comeback. He did some other short films or independent films he was a fight director or choreographer for a while he was he did a fight choreography for x-men the original one you also have here as the bad bad guys you have um i'm rich purdy Rashan seth and you also have roy chow and we know roy chow from where is escaping me but as soon as i saw him i'm like i know this guy and i had right i just kind of put it I, he's been in a bunch of stuff a lot of sport oh my god He's from the Tadashi clan. He is the Tadashi Right. But also, he was in Game of Death, a Bruce Lee film. And he was also on the cutting room floor in Enter the Dragon, also starring Bruce Lee. He was a monk. Or hey. he and Bruce Lee have a, a conversation. He's one of the bad guys in Jackie Chan's The Protector. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, you remember him, right? Yeah, so this guy's been acting quite a while in many things. He's a yeah. famous popular Asian actor in Hong Kong, but he has a lot of roles here, but also you have here is Rick Young. He plays Bruce Lee's father in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Wow. Now, you also have another Asian actor. He's a British actor, David Yip. He's been in here and there, but he was the, the not the sidekick, but he was right. he got shot. Yeah. He, so was, he got shot. Well, he was in Beast Friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in also, but he's like been in a lot of British production films or, or, or shows, what have you. Okay. But DBDU also was there, and I didn't realize it until I saw it today. Was it one of the brothers? Brothers. Which brothers? The Asian brothers. The, t- the two sons. Oh, okay. I'm talking about after that. It's quick. Like, if you weren't paying attention, I was not. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, because I'm, I'm not trying to image. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. I must copy it off camera. That copy off quite sure. That really caught me off guard. Right. He really he was there. He was Weber. He was the the liaison for the plane. Oh my! He's like Doctor Joe. We have the plane for you. Blah blah. He had an English accent. Yes, I thought I recognized that. Voice. I wasn't paying attention, and then I'm like, man, his voice sounds. Familiar. I rewound it three times. Jesus, to see it. Because I was like, that voice sounds so familiar. I was like, look, I was like, because it's real quick. His head turns to the camera and then like back to Indy. It's hard to really know. But then you look at, look at, look at that. I went to IMDb 
And lo and behold, it is Dan Aykroyd. He's done that before in other productions where he just has a line or two and he's done. That was well before Ghostbusters. Well, I don't know, but he was a well-known performer, actor from Saturday Night Live, from the Blues Brothers, from other stuff with yeah, yeah. Jim Belushi. Jim or John? John Belushi? John Belushi, sorry. Well, they were brothers, Jim and John. Right, but at the time, like they did a lot of movies together, him and John Belushi. On Rotten Tomatoes, 76% scored by the critics, 82% by the audience. It is iconically uh, marked as the, the one of the least, Indiana. Right, but this movie is so entertaining. I found myself like enthralled and enticed. Like I was in it. Is it like the first one? No. no. But there are some lot, little plot holes here and there. I mean, just like nitpicking this, the stuff that I, I didn't like. It's just more like nitpicking or continuity issues that didn't make sense to me. But it was just very oh, yeah. subtle. Because what we see in, in Raiders of Lost Ark and what we see here is like a callback to Raiders of Lost Ark, even though this supposedly happened first. True, because it's a year before. But then it raises questions because of that. Right. Now, so, uh, a couple of things I didn't mention from our first review, or our review of, of Razor Lost Start, is that he is, and yeah, Jones, that is, is a combination of James Bond and Batman. I can see where you get that. For the thing of the James Bond with this, the swapness, every time he's on adventure, it's a new villain, just like James Bond. Is whip, which is like Batman's grappling hook that sticks to everything, which is like not possible, but it works. And then all he does is all he does is this, and it, it untangles. I was like, how is that possible? So it's a flick of the wrist, right? And then he has his fedora, which is like his in his jacket is like his cape and cowl. Mm-hmm. Always has to keep that look. I'm going deep on that. Didn't you? Didn't see? You see how? See, I know. I, I thought. See how you tie in? I usually, I usually reckon, uh, compare it to Star Wars, but I'm doing a little Batman connection here. You flip into the script. Yeah, but don't worry. I'll go back to Star Wars because there is a Star uh, Wars script. Oh, there's so much. There's so much. Oh, another Batman reference. The Robin? Yes. That's Short Round. Short <laughs> Round is Robin. He's like, he's, he's like, I found him. He was trying to rob me. And I, and I, <laughs> who, who do we know that? Who do we know that from that, the Batman series? That's literally Jason Todd. He was trying to steal a Batmobile, and he turned him into a, a Robin instead. Exactly right. And does short round deliver in saving Indiana? Well, of course. Just like just like Robin has helped Batman save uh, save the day, all the stuff. Now and he did get him in trouble. Only one time that I noticed that he didn't listen to Indy was the one the he pulled the lever and the skeleton popped out. Oh no! But when he to- Indy told him uh, like follow my steps, and he did. Pay attention. He stepped on the thing. That was twice, my man. Yeah, but still, he was following him. He wasn't like he was like going off to somewhere else. Like he was right behind him. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. Now, Indy's steps and short round steps are not the same. It's a, it's a kid. He has, he has a shorter stride. Oh, absolutely. But then when he says, let's, let's go over there, stay against the wall, he just did that. And what happened? He's like, you told me. I, I did what you told me. I did it. And then, Not my fault. And then Willie shows up and he goes, see, it was her. She did it. It's her fault. He calls her right. out on it. And I'm like, and I, I, that, the movie had humor. That's a list of stories. Yeah, let's go over to that. Because, yes, you're right. It, it, this had more humor and action than the first one. Yeah. Far more action. 
Mm-hmm. Especially in the third act. Third act is pretty much just all action. Yeah, it was a solid like almost thirty minutes of action. That was good about that. Usually, when action is that long, it's, it can, it drains. But I felt myself like in it. I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, I didn't get tired. I didn't get bored. I was in it, and that's good. Yeah, that's good editing, storytelling, all that stuff. But yeah, let's go into it. So I love the chemistry between Indy and Short Round. Great chemistry. One of the great scenes I love with Indy and Short Round, them playing cards. Yes, 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 yes. It was, it just summed up their relationship together so well. Like Even though uh, you have Willie yelling in the background, almost to a point of being Completely annoying for the scene. Willie, in my opinion, is the first Karen caught on film. If this movie was coming coming out today, mm-hmm. she would be identified as a Karen. Granted, there are other films out there around that time that also identifies, like off the top of my head, Mel Streep in Kramer versus Kramer, or uh, Shelley Long in Popeye as Olive Oil. But here you have Willie. By Kate Capshaw, absolutely a Karen. Well, she, yeah, she and, and, her, and very superficial. Well, yeah, superficial. She wants a diamond. She's all she thinks about money and things of that nature. Now, Graham, of course, there are some. You know, the scene of the the, the dining room scene. I totally feel for her on that. Everything else is like. Well, you, um, you get a great example of what she is when she gets knocked off the elephant. And she she explains like, this is not my world. I, I don't grow from this. She's like, I, I get, I wine, dine, I had a house, I had limo service. Not your average person would even have that world. No, I, I, you're, you're totally right on that. And the, but the thing is, like, through all that, she still made it. through all that adventure. She would know. She like kind of leveled out, but then at the end, she went right back to her old ways. You would think that she would have maybe calmed down. And you know what? All that being said, I got to give her her credit. In a cave, when she finds all those insects like that, I oh, know no. plenty of people that would have been like, into your own your own. And left, and left just for the sheer fact of those insects. Much less, say, put your hand inside this thing and I grab it and discovered it in arachnids, insects, and all, all sorts of green goo. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what it is. She was annoying. Kim was watching with me. She was like, oh my. <laughs> like, yeah, but but I was like, but that's how it was back in those days. Are you talking about like back in the days of 1930s, right? In the, in the black, old black and whites, and how like movies were done. Mm-hmm. Because the opening scene where she's singing and the dancing, it took me back to how oh, old yeah. films, the musical numbers, where it's all lavished and the people are dancing and what have you. And she, you know, I don't know if that's her real voice singing. But it was great job, but yeah, that's. All back in the days, like Fred Astaire time, yeah, or Gene Kelly, those kinds of things, and I, I thought that was great. Oh, and they also paid tribute to Jackie Chan in that scene, the whole elaborate scene where, and, and I'm sorry for those listening and watching, we're jumping around before we get to the good part. But when Indy and Willie jump out after that spinning dial, whatever they're being shot at, yeah, he has a shield. They jump out and they land on canopies. Um, yes. what, what was it? Uh, that's Project A. That's the movie. I was thinking we- Meals on Wheels, and I'm like, no, that's the wrong movie. Uh, it's Project A, where Jackie Chan falls from a clock tower, lands on a canopy, rips through like several of them before hitting the ground. And you know he did that like five times. Indy or Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan. Yeah, no, I, Jackie Chan is a beast. Did that several times to make sure it gets right, because sometimes the canopies 
would not rip in the right spot. Mm -hmm. So they had to do it again, do it again. Let's get back to here because we're just going off to a tangent. Very entertaining, like I said before. It may not be on the same level as Raiders or The Last Crusade, but I definitely enjoyed this. It's a fun time. Oh, it's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a, a favorite moment or scene besides the card play, the card scene? The dining scene when he's talking and, and they're going over the food, it's just funny to me. And, and it's mm -hmm. gross and it's funny. Kind of set the stereo, uh, some of the tropes more than the original Indiana Jones. Like I thought though, before you go on that, and that dining hall, when they're entering, people were talking and like you hear background noise, like mm -hmm. people talking. It sounded very Star Wars to me. It sounded like the guy from uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, uh, I don't know the can't remember the character's name. That was the co-pilot of Lando. Oh, with the uh, with the cheeks. Yes, it sounded like the. <laughs> I'm going <gonna> anyway. <laughs> anyway, that, I'm sorry to distract you on that, but that I was I, you were talking about. So I, that's what popped in my head. But go ahead. Okay. So, for example, like I thought, I always remember like an iconic scene for Indiana Jones: wall falling down. He has to get underneath it really quick and grab uh, grab his hat. And I watched the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I'm like, "Oh, it's his whip." But then I watch this one, and I'm like, "It's the hat. The hat has more right. because, like, our, in Raiders, you see it from his angle when he grabs the whip, and this one you just see him grab the hat and almost get his hand caught, and it's a better angle for the like, audience. And that's like an iconic scene. I'm like, "Hey," and then. The scene where he's fighting the two guys, and I, and I think I remember when we were talking about the Raiders, you're like, oh yeah, there's like a, the shoot, the guy was swinging the sword, goes to shoot him. Oh, you mean the two-on-one at, towards the, at the... Exactly. Rally. And then that one, he reaches, and there's no gun. Mm -hmm. And that's like a Easter egg for the first movie. He beats the one guy and chases the other guy, and then he stops and he's like, oh, which is Easter egg in a bunch of movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. Yeah, but before that, Star Wars. Is that used in Star Wars? He and Chewbacca are chasing stormtroopers towards the end. And he's chasing, and then he goes to it, like, you know, turns around, turns a corner, and then he's like in front of like a hundred stormtroopers. Yeah. Like, Holy crap. And he runs back. Yeah. Now, yeah. before we go into continue, before you continue, again, this takes place both films shortly after the Star Wars trilogy, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi came out in 1980, uh, I want to say 83. Okay. Yeah, 1983. Excuse me. And this came out in 1984. So apparently, Raider of the Lost Ark came in 81. Then he came, comes back to Return of the Jedi. And then he does this again. With this, all with George Lucas. And what's funny about that, like George Lucas didn't want Harrison for Star Wars. I mean, Harrison was his last. The thing is, he didn't know who he wanted for to play Han Solo. And Harrison was the last choice because he just did a movie with Harrison for American Graffiti. Was, oh. And so George was looking for all new people. And to make as me, even though he was a working actor, Harrison Ford, he was a carpenter. So he was doing odds and ends on the lot mm -hmm. while George Lucas was testing with like other actors like we'll play Luke and stuff like that. So George would ask Harrison, hey, can you come in and can you just help me run some lines here? Mm -hmm. Anyway, it just turned out that he was the best part for the role as Han Solo. And he has such a disdain for Han Solo in a way that he wanted him to die at the end of Empire. And you can see that. I guess he did so well that George liked him so much overall that he was perfect for Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just find it funny that someone he didn't want, he ended up using 
several times. Happy accidents. Is there any other scenes besides the dining scene that you were mentioning? I was talking about the iconic scenes. We, we joked about Kalima. That's an extremely iconic scene. It's used in Family Guy. The argument between him and her before bed, which was hilarious. But for me, the most memorable scene is the insects with the, uh, the ceiling falling in. Now, for me, I, 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 what I like about that scene is a lot. Because there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. They're about to die. She's trying to help, but she doesn't want to help. And all of a sudden, she's arguing with him. And, you know, you see his hand come out through the hole. It's like, yeah, that one. The camera's on him. It's like, we are about to die. <laughs> I just want to fight. And then, before she pulls the lever, down those things, that the, the, the spikes are coming down. And his is going right by his head is her, her door folding down and it was just, I just find it funny and then when it is she able to pull the lever because back he's sitting down and he's just looking at her yeah short round rant as soon as he had a chance <laughs> right before that they were fighting because she's getting freaked out by all the insects she's like let me in and short round's like let me out <laughs> it was like and he's like shut up freak. Right. It, it is a great scene. I'm sorry. It is a great scene. What's a great scene for you? I mean, I do like the card scene uh, in yeah. the jungle because it just seems so natural with those two. Oh, yeah. For him, for Kei uh, Kwan, his first role. He, oh, yeah, that's amazing. before Goonies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was a natural mm -hmm. on it. And that scene where they're, they're, it, it just plays so natural. You see him smiling when he gets caught with the ace. Great chemistry. Yeah. I liked how they went a little more deeper with Indy's intelligence because he was a great finder of archaeology, but it was a little more in the sense of he was multilingual. Mm -hmm. He was able to speak Hindi. Hindi? Hindu. Able to speak Hindu, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And understanding he was translating, like you hear what bad guy was saying and he'll be translating once he's possessed. Because like, yeah. when you put the subtitles on, they won't show the subtitles. That's true. That was bugging me. I was like, I want to hear what they, I want to read what they say. I kind of like that. I kind of like that because it's like the Willie or Short Round, they wouldn't understand. It's true. They put you in their shoes. Correct. I also like that they had some still of the um, filming technique that they did in, in Raiders because we liked the part where like the, sh the shadowing yeah. on Indy and sometimes they had the silhouettes, the shadow. Like when Indy was fighting one of the henchmen and Short Round was watching. You see the two bodies behind him, this, the shadows, that is, they're fighting. And Short Rouse is watching the real people. Speaking of which, um, of shadows, sorry to cut you off on this part. No, that's fine. Did you notice the guy in the, on the wall before he popped out? In the bedroom, no. when Short Round was asleep. I'm like, no. yo, my man, Shadow. He did nothing. He was a big dude, and he just came out of nowhere. I'm like, whoa. No, I didn't, I didn't notice him until he came out. Of course, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for that. I know. I, well, you would think we would remember because, like, we've seen it before. But yeah, I haven't seen this in a while. So same to see that again. So you saw him. I saw him just as he popped off the wall, right before he attacked him. Right? Yeah. But it's oh, a, no. he was just standing there, and but I didn't. I I didn't see him until he moved. Oh, so now I got to look at it again and and see what that's one spot. He was literally, because the wall is painted with a mural of soldiers. Mm -hmm. He's just like standing mm -hmm. like one of the soldiers. It was like a Scooby-Doo moment. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, before we go into more, this movie is a little bit longer, about maybe 10 minutes. 
It's about an uh, hour, 50 minutes, I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, hour 58. And the other one's like an hour 45. So a little more than 10 minutes. It, it flies by, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I do love the stunts, even though some of it is over the top, like in the finale, but yeah. also in the plane, when they're jumping out of the plane on that raft. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, but still cool nonetheless. Because, of course, there's like... um dummies inside to give it weight because mm-hmm. if they fell and land for real bones have been broken oh absolutely that's still cool because the, the the raft is filling up and able to land flat because that's all one shot it's not like different edits it's one shot as it goes down uh-huh. well no well maybe right when it lands is a different shot but for the most part you see it filling the, the air filling up. And I like the part where it's a play on words. Instead of saying, I have a bad feeling about this, he says something else. I can't remember right now what he says, but it's in the same tone yeah. when he's in the plane. So, I, and I looked at Kim, I was like, you know what they did right there, races again. So it's kind of, it's kind of cute. The roller, uh, the roller, uh, not roller coaster. The, well, uh, that's what it looked like. It was definitely a roller coaster. It, uh, yeah. that is, remember when we were in Orlando? No, I'm sorry. That was my, uh, I was just on a trip to Orlando and I did a virtual roller coaster. <laughs> uh, but point is, they do virtual roller coasters and they base it inspired by this uh, movie. Uh, and serious? Because she said that. She's like, and I was like, I think we're on a roller coaster. I was like, I don't remember. There, yeah, there was one uh, in uh, Is it Indiana Jones roller coaster. It's not Indiana Jones. They treat it like it's a wild, wild west kind of situation and you're trying to stop a bank robbery. But when you're going through through it, mm. it's almost shot for shot. Like they just add in a, a like a you know dastardly guy with you know dynamite. But they're they got the point where the brakes go out, you're just jumping off. You, you, you hear the grinding. If you go too fast, you tight tilt. You jump off. You land on another one. And I'm like, oh man, that's copyright infringement. I would definitely do it. I just know if Kim was on that, she would be screaming worse than Willie. <laughs> Now, I did like also in the finale, the fight scene where he's fighting a big henchman and that kid has the voodoo doll. Bro, I was waiting for you to bring that up. I, I was like, that's another surprise. It wasn't really a surprise, but I was like waiting for this guy to get it. Like, Well, no, but what, what, what I liked about it was in the sense of choreography and timing. Yeah. Where kid stabs it, he reacts. Now, some of it is editing. Like, mm-hmm. You know, where the kid's on one scene, he's boom, and then they cut to indie and then he reacts there are some times where the kid stabs and then you see him in the background reacting oh yeah i just thought that was great granted i didn't understand like i mean i don't know how voodoo works and voodoo doll works but when it's down on the floor and uh, that the needle still in him but no one's touching it i would think well since the kid is not connecting physically holding it that shouldn't work, but I guess I'm wrong. Again, I don't know about right. voodoo dolls and stuff like that. But. I mean, some circles believe that power is more in the doll than the, the host. And like, I've seen so many versions of horror films where like yeah. different people will grab the doll and they could still do it. It doesn't have to be the same person. But right. it was kind of cool when he's beating the guy and short rounds and doing the, the short rounds beating on the ass, <laughs> the same thing. Same motions. Yes. Well, you see it earlier where I'm going to call him Shaman. It's probably not the right word to say where india is listening and he does this and you see it behind him short round doing the same thing yeah yeah so like short round looked at him as like a father figure or big brother mm-hmm. 
And, you know, like you and I, well, I don't know if you ever copied me, but a lot of that happens when you see someone who you, you inspires you, you want to try to emulate that. And yeah. yes, that was a great connection. Kind of, again, Batman and Robin doing the same thing. Yeah, they do their own things. But I mean, they do their own things, but they also do things similar. Exactly. Well, like Robin became Nightwing. So in like the OG Robin. And it's argued that like if Batman ever disappeared, and it's happened a couple times, Nightwing could step in and my 99% of the populace would be like, that's Batman. No change. Only the people who truly knew him would be like, you're not Batman. Well, he did step in for a time. Yeah, no, that's why, right. like, for a short while he did, uh, but right. that means now that other I characters wonder, do better. I wonder if Short Round will make an appearance in Dial Destiny. Because he didn't make an appearance in, he did not make an appearance in The Last Crusade, nor the other, or Temple One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Skull. Who, he's in there. Whatever, that Crystal Skull, whatever that thing, I don't know, really, I, I'm sorry. It will be a disservice if they don't have his character in it. Yeah. Let's put it this way. In the Crystal Skull, they're talking about like a, uh, like a son or like anyone not. He treated Short Round more as a, of his kin than he did Shia LaBeouf's character when he first met him. Or even by the end of the film. Well, okay, that one, all right, we're never going to go into that. So, real quick, Shia LaBeouf is his, his character is already his... Is a grown man. Grown man. Yeah. He's a grown man. So, how are you going to connect with that? You missed all that. Where here, Short Round's a, a kid. kid, child, and, you know, he, he's a little more adaptable. And again, he rescued him. Well, now he didn't rescue him. Well, he kind of rescued him, but he didn't rescue him. Like, you know, caught him sticking his pocket. But it's a little bit different. And it's not his blood. Where here, finding out that it is blood. And, you know, it, 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 when they had a kid, because the time frame, I don't know what the time frame is, because there's still Nazis there. and that have that kid and I don't know the, the time frame again like Star Wars time is irrelevant the early 40s is when World War II ended Razor Lost Art takes place in 1936 he's already an adult I mean it just uh, you know it doesn't make sense yeah. unless those Nazis in the Crystal Skull movie are like sympathizers and they're trying to bring back the Nazi regime I, anyway, I don't remember I don't want to remember Let's finish about your favorite scene. There's no really specific, for what I mentioned, because the, the the third act is, again, it's pretty much an action scene. It's nonstop. It's great. They break it up with a little humor here and there, like water, mm-hmm. water. To, right. And to not to have us fatigued. Yeah. Action fatigue. So they break it up without water, uh, which is funny because it kind of goes back to the first one where the guy grabbed the medallion. Yeah. He's like water, water or something cool to cool off his foot. And the Raiders was the hand. So it's kind of a callback to that in a way, because he was kind of moving fast too. And then then he's like, water, water. He's like, wait a minute, water, water is like coming towards him. Um, The CGI was a little better here Mm -hmm. in the first one, a little bit. Wasn't that much CGI, it's more like green screen or back then blue screen. True. What'd you think of the villain change? I love the villains. Again, great actors, great villain. Like they had in the first one. I love the fact that the, the they still seem to have fun doing their roles. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like the fact they're all controlled because they're, they drank that blood. Yeah. Where else is that? Oh, that reminded me of um, uh, independent film called Kill or Be Killed Again. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like a, a low-budget martial arts film. And same thing where you drink this blue liquid and they yeah. get controlled. Oh, now 
this came before. I think this came after that. It's a low budget film, but the action is great. Kill Be Killed Again, yes. Wow. Okay. That sounds familiar, but I can't put a picture to it. Are there any bad scenes? No. But are there nitpicks? Yes. Yeah, I agree. There's no openly bad scenes in the movie that I can think of. But yeah, nitpicks is going to be your high point here. I'll let you take lead. Well, before that, I do like the opening scene, besides after the singing, before we go to the nitpicks. Oh, the negotiation? Yes, that was beautifully done with the table and the mm-hmm. circular where the camera, instead of like the camera going straight to the person, the person or cutting. They're the following the rotation. They're following the rotation. They're following the coins. They're following the diamond. They're all that stuff. I just thought that was great. Smart. Let's use the props then let the audience follow and stuff like that. I just thought that was really cute. And how like Willie... And Indy are through all that fiasco with everything when when the shit hit the hits the fan, he's trying to save his life, right? By going after that antidote. And while she is just wants to be rich. She's just earth material. It's two different things, right? Oh yeah. What's what's more important? Like his his life is more important where her is about that diamond, her you know, material. Mm-hmm. So I kinda like that kind of like contradiction. Oh yeah. Well that's you you get a taste of that character of her when he, she's like you put two holes in this dress i got and and he's literally threatening her life right there right and uh, that's what she's focused on the dress but mm-hmm. they it's front and center about what you just described about their dichotomy of what their views are or when they're crawling the floor right both going after something that's important to them mm-hmm. but the nitpicks here we go I just find it funny that they go into the city where I meet the prime minister and there's some people, military sticking around. The town is empty, which I find it weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, I understand that the kids are gone, but, but where, where, is the, where is everyone else? Yeah. And we see some high magistrates at the dinner, but the town is desolate. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I know Short Round has a bag. The bag is light. It is small. But we see Indy later on with another full suit. He has a bow tie, he has a, a jacket. I always thought that was supp- supplied by the people there. But how they supply a bow tie? That's his thing. And he wouldn't yeah. wear He's wearing, he's, he's dressed as a, his professor outfit. It's true. Sure. Right? Before that, you hear him yell to Short Round, where's my razor? He's not, he's not shaved. When he comes to dinner. It is like <laughs> Oh, and then after he takes the poison, which I don't understand, when he takes the poison and he's going through it and being taken controlled, he's fully dressed. Oh, you're talking about the potion, mind control potion, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we see him after that, after he is entrapped, he's shirtless. Why? I have no idea. It, it made no sense to me. At one point, I thought it was for the ritual, but now that you bring it up, I like maybe it's just like how they do in the Marvel movies. Like you gotta have in the contract have one scene where your shirt's off, my man. Get get those crunches going. Do some push-ups. But it, it, yeah, it, it, made, it, it didn't make any sense because it didn't serve any purpose except for fanfare, like you said, like yeah. you were mentioning. Cause you, you, don't tell me you weren't looking at uh, Adam and he wasn't straining to flex as he's standing like this because it, it looked like he was trying to flex the entire time. Who? Indy? Indy, yeah. It sounded like you said Andy. I was like, what the hell is Andy? No, not um, me. No, no, no. Maybe. Oh, but then, okay. This has nothing to do with like nitpicks. It's just how 
Harrison runs. He runs like he's in pain. His lower back is in pain. Oh, like John Wick? No, but it's different. Like he, has his, <laughs> he runs like he has a, like he has a beer belly. He's like this. Like it's just something that I just find funny. And he's done that like for for a long ass time. Um, also, the cage that goes down into the fire pit, the lava pit, the sacrifice that went in earlier. He got burnt way before he, he got close to it. Like the, the heat burned him up and all that stuff. Yeah. Willie gets closer than the guy did when he burned up. But she's okay. She stays she's not hard. Yeah, she's not sweating. The bars are not hot to the touch where he just opens real quick and blah, blah, blah. She's not like, you know, like, like the skin is not stuck to her because yeah. of the heat of the thing. But she was about 10 feet away when she got the lowest point. That hair should have been singed. Hair should have been singed. The clothes should have been also a little fried there. Yeah. But not. And again, the bar should have been like heated up where she could have been screaming like, you know, and having like, the, of course, I'm a little bit violent. But my other nitpick is when short round is hitting the chains to break free. Right? Mm-hmm. So how does the ankles come off? The anklets. I noticed that. I was like, oh my goodness, right. you're hmm. breaking the chain. Okay, I can understand that. He breaks the chain and he can run freely with the you know, ch- broken chain, but he's hitting the chain and then he's like, I'm free. And I feel like there's a deleted scene somewhere. There is a deleted scene in when he goes to, to rescue Indy. Oh, okay. If you go back to right before Indy hits him, mm-hmm. there's two henchmen behind Short Round reacting. One drops, one has like his hand like, they're in pain, mm-hmm. and that's come. And that's right. You see, short round walking to Indy, meaning that he just did something to them, maybe to disarm them or what have you. Oh, you don't see because you see short round escape, which was a great escape, by the way. Yeah, and he escaped that that mining area and pushed the henchman off the ladder, and from that he grabbed onto the rope. Yeah, that was pretty. That was that was totally Robin right there. Absolutely, he comes out. Sees Indy shirtless, and then he cuts to like pretty much where he's like, "Wake up!" Before he burns him, like you know, and then Indy hits him. But again, those two henchmen are broke. So something happened there. That I guess wasn't good enough, and it was cut. Fortunately, I would like to see him because we see him kick ass. He does great yeah. on that scene where he's kicking the guys and hitting them, and he's like, like using a staff, and then he. Then he does a great self-defense move if you're ever being chased, is that when someone's chasing you and you're running away and they're right about to get you, you just drop into a ball. And what happens, they just keep going and they trip because they can't stop because they don't know you're about to drop. And he does that. That's true. He did do that. Yeah. Great. It's a great self-defense, especially on the, on the pavement. And then he goes on top and he walks on top of the guy <laughs> onto the thing. And you see the guy's like, what the hell? But that's, that's pretty much all my nitpicks. Do you have any? We already talked about the magic of it. I just didn't, the, the kids talk about once you drink the potion, there's no going back. You're stuck like this. Oh, okay. right, right round, uh, short, I want to call him right round, a short round. Right. But okay. When that kid said, I want to die, what did that make you think of? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. So I'm wondering now. Don't listen to him. He's been here too long. <laughs> but the thing is, did they get that inspiration from Temple of Doom? Because it's similar. It's, it is similar. They're in cages. It would have been so hilarious, like, though. It would have been right, absolutely but, hilarious. Because that kid's like, uh, I wish to die. I want to die. 
I was like, oh my God, that, that this took a sharp turn. And he was like all smiling. I'm about to die because I'll take the potion. I'll be dead, but not dead, but I'll be dead on the, on the outside. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Ease of darkness and void. And da, 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 da. I, you know, I was like, oh, this is my favorite character in the movie. Okay, go ahead. Well, one, it was like easy to break. It's like, just burn them in the stomach. Apparently everybody gets out of it. Well, he didn't know. He got. You know, he, he took a chance. He did it with. He his, took a chance, and he did. Yeah, it with I know. The, voodoo, uh, the little voodoo child, right? But well, by the voodoo child, he knew already. I think Indy. Was by he just. Yeah, I think it was by accident. Or he knows that Indy. I love you. Then he did it. Yeah, that was a good guess. Secondly, I, it always bothered me when they were going to do the Kalima thing for the second time, and he stops for the girl. And he goes, "You do it," and Indy just puts her in the thing and doesn't do the Kalima. I'm like. I want for a second. I forgot the movie for a second, and I was like, "Eddie, are you going to do the Kalima?" <laughs> okay, a nitpick for Kim. Okay, is on is on the bridge. Oh, the, like, the the wrapping. No, no, not the wrapping. Is after they cut down the bridge, which I thought was like, "Why is everyone surprised?" He has the sword at the rope. Why are they surprised that when he finally does it, and henchmen are dumb as hell. They don't realize it's going to happen. Well, no, it, right in front of them. You see, he's wrapping his leg around the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And And the other two are wrapping around. So, hold on, lady. We're going for a ride. <laughs> Kim's problem was, like, after the bridge is broken and it drops, Yeah, Willie and Short Round just stay there. They're just watching. Instead of climbing and getting out. And also, Cheering. those those henchmen are terrible shots. They're like stormtroopers. Yes. Another Star Wars reference. There you go. That's the one. Call that one. I think call that one. Oh, they totally missed that one. Well, here's the thing that uh, got me about the bridge. Now that we're talking about it, yes, I get it. He he chopped it. He chopped one rope. The bridge was attached by at least two, okay. if not uh, by like at least two different ropes, if not four. Mm-hmm. He's made the connection. There's a cable on the side. He's chopping. Yes, there's rope, but then also there's a cable. Yeah, but you see the other rope just separates too, right in the same. Well, spot on the don't other side. Yet. Well, don't forget, it does show that this, the, the bridge is not fully stable because he, because his short round hops on it to show that it's good, but it's not good. Yeah. It's not funny. It can also maybe put it in a chance of physics because you have yeah. multiple weights on that bridge. And then when he breaks it, it's just the, the rope cannot support all that. Now, I don't know. Now, here's the other part that I always had an issue with. He wraps his leg. Yes. So he doesn't fall. How come he doesn't fall backwards? A, number one, it was a pretty poor wrap of the leg. Two hooks. My oh, man, you're going to fall right through. And then uh, secondly, he should be upside down. Right. But no, I think, I think he does. Like a dive. Dive onto it. Right. But still, like. Reflexes like a. He's like Ace Ventura. They have a mongoose. He goes that direction, but yes, but then you don't see him like try to get out of that wrap because he wrapped it up like two or three times. It was it was two twists. He just hooked okay, it. So, and he just hooked right. his leg like twice. But then when he, we see him, he's like sideways on the ladder. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like it's weird, but anyway. But I see it. That's a little more of continuity issue. But is a, it is a, a good. Is it, but it's a good nitpick. Is this worth a watch? Hell's yeah. Is it worth it own? Yes, you gotta have a fun time. Kim was enthralled; she was enwrapped into it. I was as well. Out of the trilogy, I'm because the first trilogy does the first three. 
Yeah. Yes, this may be the less of it. It's not that. It's definitely not the Empire Strikes Back. There's no Return of the Jedi. There's no Return of the Jedi. Yes. Oh, Return of the Jedi, where the kids are free mm-hmm. and not that, and they're beating up the henchmen. You're thinking Ewoks. Ewoks. <laughs> they're throwing stones. They're throwing stones at them, and but they weren't wearing uh, armor. They weren't wearing armor, but they were also they didn't have swords either. They had like whips. That's not going to do anything. A, a bunch of people charging at you and through you. Oh, absolutely. Those rocks. Those rocks would be a lot more damaging than the whips onto them. Mm-hmm. That totally reminded me of Ewoks. <laughs> now going back to the ratings. Yeah. The critics call it seventy six. Gave, gave it a seventy six score. The audience gave it eighty two score. I give it into the nineties still because it is fun. It is a prequel in the sense of like it does kind of honor what it what happened in the first film in certain scenes, but is also new in others. And, oh, going back to, in the sense of religion, because he, again, this is a year before what happens in Raiders, he doesn't believe in the Hocus Pocus. Yeah, he sees a bunch of it. In this one, yes, he's given the chance. He sees the power. He experienced it. He saw the guy. He experienced it. He saw the guy take his heart out while the other, while the, the, the sacrifice is still alive. He did the thing with the stones. Right. For someone who doesn't believe in Hocus Pocus, it's all there that he does. Mm-hmm. So it kind of contradicts Raiders a little bit in that aspect. But it is still, to me, for me, in the 90s. What about you? Uh, I agree. I, I will give it a, like a solid 90. For the longest time, and I've had arguments about this, I have said Temple of Doom was my favorite for nostalgia and a lot of other reasons. And people will be like, you're a fool. Say what you will. But Temple of Doom is my indie. <laughs> They're both different films in many ways. It's a completely, like, to be honest, it all is almost a completely different feel of Indiana Jones mm-hmm. than in the first film. Because in the first film, he, he there's jokes, but he's almost like majority of the film just deadpan, serious, almost dark. It gets like super he's dark. Like, he's like Han Solo yeah. in, in A New Hope and in, in Raiders. And in Temple of Doom, it's more like Empire, Han. A little more, a little more laxed. Mm-hmm. Kind of, for, you know, the, still the uh, getting the woman. And I think more like he's in the Last Crusade. He's more like Han in, in Return of the Jedi, which we'll because, find out. Which we'll do a review on that too and see how lax he is because you see it like he's getting more laxed with his company, more at ease or comfortable. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that is our throwback review of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Have you seen it? What was your favorite scene? What was your least favorite scene? Let us know in the comments below. If you have a movie or show you like it's review, please email us at talesoftwobros at gmail.com or leave a comment below as well. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Don. Love you, bro. Me too. Not funny. You cheat. I know cheat. I may be small, but you're a big, big cheetah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't play no more. <laughs>